welcome back. Welcome back to Extra Shot of Leadership. Kimberly, what is happening over there? Man, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty accomplished yeah, today. Yeah. yeah, got my pumpkin lights up in the yard. I love it. Feeling pretty sassy about that. Just in time for a little Halloween. Yep, yep. And let me tell you, you better put up those pumpkin lights oh, in, our, really? in our neighborhood. Yep, because the pressure, it's, it's a cul-de-sac. Okay. It's a cul-de-sac. I'm in the middle of the cul-de-sac. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what that means. And so, you know, everybody does these pumpkin lights in their yards. And you do it every year? This is the first time I've heard about these pumpkin lights. Yeah, well... Listen, I have a neighbor that helps me out, and she's okay. like, you know, you don't want to be the, the dark hole in the neighborhood, but <laughs> she brings them over, we put them out, she collects them back and stores them over, the, you know, for another year. Just yours or everybody's? Just mine, I think, but, I, you know, she has so many yeah. that she'll share, like if somebody's missing some, like, well, the, yes, the wind <laughs> took them last year and you never got them back or something. And in, in so, your neighborhood, is it just this cul-de-sac or is it other areas within this neighborhood? The, you know, the whole neighborhood, I'm not saying the whole neighborhood, but a lot of areas of the neighborhood decorate, specific houses decorate, but our cul-de-sac is special because everybody participates. I love it. Yes. So tell me pressure. about the lights. What's the lights? It's like, you know, the old-fashioned pumpkin pail. It's plastic. It's like a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, you know, it's got uh-huh. a black handle. Got it. That. You cut a hole in the back. Okay. With the X-Acto knife. You know, make a like a an X. Okay. And then you take Christmas lights, the big C9 Christmas lights, yeah. and you poke it through the back. Cute. Yeah. And then you unscrew the lights for about two or three or four. Okay. And then you do another one. All right. Right. And then you just, you know, so space you got a them out. pattern going. Yeah. You space them out about four or five foot apart and those all around your yard. Pumpkins, are they sitting right on the ground? What are they doing? They sit right on the grass, right. right at the edge of the grass. And so they kind of line your yard, kind of like you see Christmas lights do that. But yeah. Oh, I'm and have then to try so, that. yeah. And then so neighbor to neighbor, they just, it just is like kind of a continuing string of pumpkins. It's all very organized. Very organized. They all look very similar. Nobody has less or more or (laughs) whatever. And then you put rocks in them to hold them down for the wind and yeah, stays up for a few weeks. And the problem is we're not going to be home on Halloween. And so there's going to be little kiddos knocking on our door going, where's that candy? That's right. Are you the one who leaves it out with the note that says, please take one or please take it all? I'm the one that that turns the light out and just like, I'm not home. You don't even leave candy out. Not all the time. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. But at least you decorate. That's right. You're in the spirit. That's right. So are you going to a Halloween contest or what? No, I'm going on vacation. Oh, you are. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All right. The ocean waves. Yes. You're going to go to Belize. That's it. Fantastic. Can't wait. Well, I am thrilled that you got up your pumpkins. I didn't get up my pumpkins. (laughs) I don't have a lot going on over there. I have minimal decorations this year. I have one little garland. So I went to this farmer's market in Capel, Texas. Uh-huh. Do you know where that is? Capel? I do. Yeah, it's close by. Pretty cute little farmer's market. And there were these Girl Scouts there and they were selling some of their wares. They had been working in order to go to some event. They're doing something. I uh-huh. should know this, but I don't remember. <laughs> You're like, look at those garlands. I was like, look at this garland. I got to have this garland. It was really, really cute. And that's about the only thing that's hanging up in my house is this five-foot garland. It's kind of ribbons, you know, Uh black and orange. Oh, cool. It's super cute. Over my mantle. And that's about all I got. (laughs) Nothing else is happening at my house. (laughs) Well, listen, Christmas won't be far behind. That's right. And I'm looking forward to it. But right now, I just... I need time to just slow down a little bit. I got a mm-hmm. little, little, few little things going on. <laughs> right a few now. irons in the fire. <laughs> Too many irons in the fire. So last week, let's get right to it. Last week, we talked a little bit about, hey, 
the boss doesn't like you, now what? What do you do? Yeah. And how do you respond? So I thought we could go a little bit deeper and talk a little bit about the signs that you might be on the chopping block. Yikes. I think that might be a good conversation. (laughs) I bet it will be. Yeah, there might be some people that would want to know. So first off, have you ever felt like you were on the chopping block? Oh, yes. You did? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I earned every minute of it. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell? Oh, do tell. Uh, I can try. I guess I'm going to have to have some anonymity because there's several people involved, right? And they may not want their dirty laundry out there, but here comes mine. (laughs) (laughs) So I was fairly new in a position with a company. Okay. And the company really focuses on safety. Okay. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal, and we all know it. Everybody's aware of that. And... I had someone that had been there a long time, in role a long time, convince me that it was a good idea to... Break a safety rule. Break a safety rule. Okay. And it really wasn't breaking a safety rule. It was this gray area. And so I was like, oh, you mean all we have to do is write ourselves our own little permit and then we can just go cook chicken? And they're like, yeah, that's all there is to it. You just, I mean, if you're going to create a flame in an area, you just need a permit. So we wrote ourselves the permit, fired up the grill, cooked the chicken, ate the chicken. Superintendent came by, ate the chicken. And I thought we were golden until somebody else came by and said, that's not cool. I was like, well, why not? We had a permit. And they're like, that is an unnecessary spark or flame. And I'm like, Where's the word unnecessary? (laughs) Who determines necessary and unnecessary? Yeah, so what I understood at that moment is that you couldn't have a flame without a permit. Hmm. The whole unnecessary was never even written anywhere at that point. It is written now. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the chicken. Yes, because of the chicken. Well, anyway, so we do that. I realize after the fact how bad of a mistake it is. Mm. Like, bad idea. Like, bonehead move. And there was radio silence from supervisor, HR, like nobody was saying anything. And I knew that they were having conversations, trying to figure out what are we going to do. And so, yeah, I knew I was on the chopping block. And I think because at that time, the written what you can and cannot do was gray Mm -hmm. at that point. Saved your bacon? Saved my bacon. And Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus saved my bacon. Learn from it. Moved on, but no one, no one ever said anything about him. But I think the silence for me was worse than any thrashing I could have gotten verbally. Woo-wee. Woo-wee. Exactly. I I can only imagine just the anticipation of, am I going to get called to the office for the conversation? Yes. Today? Is it today? And I mean, like, day after day, you just know it's coming. Yeah. And I think that was worse than anything. The anxiety Yeah, of I it. wish they would have just said something, but they yeah. were saying nothing. And I, you know, that's because they're talking illegal. <laughs> they're <laughs> making a decision. Oof, ugly. So I have not had any type of experience You like keep your that. nose a little cleaner. Let me tell you, I, I always love when we have these conversations because I learn something new all the time about you. <laughs> no, I, I can't say that I've had the breaking of the policy experience now, have I had the experience where I thought, right, I 
likely overthought a situation and there was a bit of, uh oh, did I cross the line? Did I say something? Did I, oh, oh, is this going to be the day? But no, was I hanging out in the office or in my area thinking, I'm going to get called today? <laughs> no, that hasn't happened to me. I must <laughs> be like you. keeping it clean, man. <laughs> so, all right. What You're I smarter do, than that. I'm, I guess. What I do want to talk a little bit about is the signs. What should I be looking for? So I'm kind of thinking, you know what? My time might be up here. Mm-hmm. What are the signs that I might see if I'm about to get fired? Where would you start with this? Yeah, well, I'm going to go back to the what happened to me, right? So if you've had a dumb move and you know it's mm. dumb mood or you've made a horrible mistake yep, and there's radio silence from the supervisor, yep. I think you can anticipate that that may be one of the things that's happening, right? There's conversations on are we or are we not and should we or should we not. So I think that could be one thing. So I would even break that up into two, right? The first thing is you've done some bonehead move, right? And mm-hmm. maybe that move was against company policy, mm-hmm. even unintentionally, right? Mm-hmm. You have done something that was not appropriate or it was deliberately wrong. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you were deliberately yes, wrong. I was just case, deliberately but... an idiot. <laughs> But something you have done is against what is expected in your work environment. Mm -hmm. The second thing, just in what you said, is all of a sudden it goes radio silent. Mm -hmm. And I would even say that there's a change. A major change, yes. Things are rosy one day and then all of a sudden you kind of look around and you're like, hey, what's going on here? I'm on an island. I feel like I'm kind of floating out here all alone. So the relationship with your boss, right? You said at the time it was your supervisor, but your boss changes. Yes. When you say it changes, what what are you talking about? Well, I think you would typically see them more often. They would seek you out. They'd be like, hey, how's it going? You know, there's just conversation. Casual conversation is not happening. Mm. In fact, there was not casual conversation. There was not performance conversation. There was no conversation at all, which was weird because we would typically see them at least once or twice a day and have conversations like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, how's the day? Mm-hmm. What's happening? What's shaking? Yeah. And all of a sudden now it's like Mm-mm. you don't see them. Yeah, and they're not even coming down because they, they're doing they're something. They're doing something. <laughs> they're doing something, and I'm sure they're talking about me. <laughs> all right, so the relationship with the boss changes. Changes. All of a sudden, you realize that now there is not this casual connection, right? This connection that you would normally have, and now it feels a little sterile or cold. Yeah, and I, whether you've done something or not, right? Yeah. You didn't even have the bonehead move, but something changes with the sterile conversation with your boss. Yeah, cold. and you're kind of, you go into the meeting, and you walk out, and there's a little bit of, what just happened in there? Was that our normal connection? And we're talking over a period of time, right? So I agree with you. Take the bonehead move out of it. You're kind of bebopping along at work. You got great relationships all around. And then all of a sudden you're starting to kind of go, what's going on here? Something different here. (laughs) And it's pervasive, right? It's happening for long periods of time Mm -hmm. or a long period of time, month, two months, six months. Yes. And it's kind of gone downhill. Yeah. Yeah, it's not positive, right? When you're at the boss's office, it's not positive. The conversations that you have are not positive. 
All right. All right. I like it. That, in my mind, leads me to you've had very clear, direct conversations around your performance. For organizations where there's formal performance reviews or discussions, perhaps you've had a number of poor performance reviews, a number of poor performance discussions. It's a, we've got to get this performance back on track Mm -hmm. or you're not delivering what we would expect you to deliver. Whatever it is, it's very clear the performance conversations that are happening have not been positive. Yes. Yes, I think that would be a big sign. There's several of them in a row and they're not positive. I think another one, you know, regarding the performance conversation is that we're focused more on the past and mm. like in some performance conversations, we're talking about the future and what we're going to do differently and, you know, where we're going to go next and what do you want to work on? And it's just a different kind of conversation where a performance conversation that's focused on the past with things that don't go well or are not going well, I think is another clue that we're zeroing in on what's wrong here and we're going to have to fix that. Yeah. And just so I think there's just a touch of, hey, look, one bad conversation, we are not talking about that. Yeah. We're talking about several kind of rough conversations. And by rough, it's a very clear, you've got to turn this ship or steer your performance in a different way. Yes, I would agree with that. All right. I'm yeah. like, are you with yeah. me? <laughs> yes. I'm like, yeah, you see me nod my head. I guess the listeners can't see that. <laughs> yeah. And so it's a, what is that conversation about? When you are with a boss, what is the conversation about? What is it focused on? I like that comment around if it's focused on the past, something that you have done, something that you need to course correct or just Mm -hmm. correct in general. If that's where the conversation is lying, you got to dig into that. Mm -hmm. You got to definitely dig in. Now, even further, so we've had maybe a number of poor performance discussions. I'm performing poorly Mm -hmm. or there's some sort of hint Getting real clear is when you are getting put on a performance improvement plan. <laughs> yes. I would say if you have signed a document that the top of the title says performance improvement, anything, and your name is on there and you're signing that, that is a big sign that they're just waiting for the next, they're waiting for the next screw up. Oh, that's hard to hear. They're hoping that it doesn't happen, but that's what that is. That's, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, that is really is just like in my gut when I hear that, it's like, oh, but you're absolutely right. It's like they are being very clear that, look, this is it. You have got to make a sharp turn and make some level of improvement. Okay. Yeah. So I've done something bonehead, right? Mm -hmm. Against the rules, whatever it is, I've poorly performed, underdelivered. Second thing that we've talked about is there is a clear change in relationship with my boss The conversations sound different. The feeling in the room feels different. Third, we've talked about receiving more than one negative performance review. Fourth is this piece of a performance improvement plan. Actually having that, signing your name to a document. There's some clear messaging. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's like the last plea from the boss. Like, please, for the love of Jesus. (laughs) Come on with me. I need you to do this or else. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, I, I couldn't be any more clear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I completely agree. All right. So we've got four down. Mm-hmm. What else you got? I would say probably when the work changes, mm-hmm. it could be that they're taking work away from you and passing that off to someone else. Maybe they're going around you for the work. Maybe the boss is doing the work, but something about your work changes and it's not necessarily a positive thing or because, listen, I get you're busy, you know, and I I just see that you're covered up and I'm going to help you out with this. It's more of a, you're not able to handle it, manage it. We don't want you to do it. And it gets passed off somewhere else. Oh man, another one, Kim, you're just coming like loaded today. (laughs) Another one. I mean, it's like, this is like self-reflection time. Anyone who's listening, if your work is changing and it's not changing in a positive way, they're taking work away. They're peeling things away from you because there's some level of credibility lost, some inability to do the work, whatever that might be. That may be another sign that we're just not on the right track together, right? Right. Working yeah. together. We're going to get it down to the basics. And, you know, it's like, you know, and you kind of, you look around and you see your coworkers and they're covered up and they're getting new projects and they're getting this and they're getting that. And they're pulling you down to the very basics just to see if you could manage that. I think that's a, could be a sign. Could be a sign. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing I would add to this is not only does your work change, but now all of a sudden, maybe they're asking for you to document your time or they're asking you to provide some very specific, what are you working on? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I agree. The work might get peeled away from you. On top of that, roll on this piece of, so why don't you provide me an update on how last week went? And can you let me know where you're at, what the status of your projects are, and when you plan to complete or deliver whatever's expected of you? Yeah. When that starts to happen, (laughs) Yeah, I I see it as where you once may have had autonomy. Mm. They may have, you know, given you some rain and some rope to go do things. That's coming back And what's replacing that is documentation. They're asking you to follow up or they're doing the follow-up email and they're talking to you through a lot of email. That's documentation. (laughs) It might be documentation if it comes to you in email. Yes, like we just had this conversation. Why is she emailing me about this? Well, you know, it's because they need to be able to document when things are supposed to happen and when they're not happening. Yeah, you, you got to be, to me, at this point, you know, from when I think about this, when it's at this point, there have been so many other signs. That's right. There has been so much other conversation. There has been many meetings going on about what is not being done appropriately, whether or not you're not showing up on time, whether or not you're behaving appropriately on the team, right? Are you having some sort of flare-up with your colleagues? Man, I mean, I'm telling you, some of these signs that we're talking about, when I'm thinking about it, it is like, by now, if you have not gotten it, (laughs) whoa. If I were in that position, I would be like, I don't know what else to say other than we need to part ways. I mean, I like, I have laid it all out as a leader. I, I haven't I don't start here. Sure. Right? I have done a bunch of conversations and messaging prior to this point. Yes. I would say that these are kind of the last steps in the process of trying to get improvement or whatever it is that they're needing out of the employee. 
You know, one other thing I would add, I don't know what else is on your list, but one other thing that to me, it it goes back and, and maybe we've already touched on it, but it's this piece of with your team, your colleagues, your boss, that group, you start to feel like you're disconnected mm-hmm. or you're no longer part of this group. There feels this distance. They've moved on. You're yeah. left behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of feeling left out of mm-hmm. things or you, stuff is moving on and you're kind of like, hey, what what, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you know. I mean, you just know you're flying under the radar. You know that your team is performing up here at one level and you know that you're you're just sliding back. I, I can just see that and I've seen it in several organizations. And it's it's a tough place to be. It's a tough place to kick it into another gear and go, you know what? I'm going to step it up. I want this job. I want to do better. And I want to go. I just see sometimes the downhill spiral just keeps going. That's a good point. That piece of how do you dig out? Mm-hmm. Can you dig out? I don't have any other signs. Do you have any other signs? I'm, I'm out of signs. I'm like the shingle is out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of signs. And so what I'm thinking about, you're right. You know, you see people who circle the drain, right? And they just keep it just never turns around. Yeah. Well, what about the people who want to turn it around? Right? They say, you know what? I'm can you? I'm invested. Can I? And if I can, what can I do? What should I do in this scenario? Is there anything you would recommend? I would start with what are the expectations? I would go in and have a very clear conversations. What do you expect of me? What do I need to do? Own it. And it, you better start writing those down so that you can do a check mark kind of at the end of the day. And then start meeting the expectations. Start cranking out the work. And if you're not capable of doing something, you need training to be able to do something. There's like, I want to be able to do this, but I don't know that I'm capable. This is what I need. You better start having lots of conversations around that. Yeah, I like that. The thing I would just add and make a kind of a point to is this piece of getting more engaged, especially around that Mm -hmm. disconnected piece. It's how do you get re-engaged with your colleagues, but also with your boss? What does that look like? And how do you create those conversations so that they are positive? Ultimately, when I think about this position, right, as the leader, I think at this point, when I'm doing a performance improvement plan or I'm going down some of these really strong signals, I really do feel like I've given everything I can as a supervisor or a manager or a leader to help you Mm -hmm. improve. For me, it's like it is all on the employee. Do you agree with that? I would agree. Or am I being too tough? No, I would agree. I mean, if you've been through all your coaching conversations, none of that is working. I think it absolutely is on the employee. And I am like, I am all in. If they're willing to come and say, look, I know I've been a pain in the butt, or I know I haven't been stepping it up. I am here to try. And as of today, you're going to see a different Kim. I'm cool with that. But I think if you've done everything you can, it's on the employee. Yeah, I, I really do. And so I feel like kind of to some of these things that we're saying, you know, show up, be positive, work hard, all of those things. The ball in my mind is absolutely in the employee's court. So if Some of these signs, you're listening and you feel like you're feeling these signs. Mm -hmm. You're not overthinking it. They're legitimate signs. The ball is in your court. You have got to come in and rather than circle that drain or allow your attitude to Mm -hmm. crumble, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to show up and you've got to say, you know what? 
it's going to be a different day. I love this. I love what I do, or I love this company, or I love these people, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I have some sort of connection here. I am going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm going to do what I can in order to be better or back in good graces or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to show up in the meetings and I'm going to participate. I'm not going to sit there with my arms crossed. I'm going to have a positive conversation. If my boss is asking me for something, I'm going to deliver and I'm going to crank it out. I'm going to give it like 110% like you're at the last of the marathon. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, I think it's in the employee's court. Very clearly some things that can be done re-engaging with the boss, showing up, maybe even showing up early sometimes, or maybe even over-delivering on some things. How can I help? How can I help? You know, reaching out to team members, you know, because then the team members start to speak on your behalf, Mm -hmm. right? So you got to get to where you're helpful and you got to do it quickly. I mean, you can't just trot this one out. You got to sprint. You got to just start picking it up and sprinting. Yeah, this is a real, like, roll up your sleeves, dig Mm -hmm. in and almost do a a 180. I mean, if you're at this point where these are the signs that you're dealing with, you got to become highly engaged and much more focused and and committed. Yeah. Any other things you would recommend for those that are wanting to dig out? I guess one other little minor thing is understanding the mission of the organization and perhaps, right, maybe they're out of alignment or they're not on board. And Coming in the next day, whenever you decide after listening and saying, you know what, I'm on board, I'm all in, like I understand the mission and I'm going to get focused on that and I'm going to get all my energy in that space, Mm -hmm. right? I think that would be one other little thing is, and I know we've kind of said that here, Mm -hmm. but it just kind of punctuating that and saying we're on board. I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm beating a dead yeah. horse here. But it leaves the boss kind of in their office going, huh. What just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's try it. Yeah. You know, and they're they're probably going to look at you with like, let's just see. Yeah. A little skepticism. Yeah. But probably willing to try. And if, I mean, if it all goes well, and as long as we have consistency, mm. you know, and there's not dips in that performance, I'm like, let's go. Mm. Let's get the job done. Yep. I'm with you. So listen, there's two other options, right? You can, one, dig yourself out, and you can try to dig yourself out. Two, you can, you know, eject. This is not for me. I already know I'm so far spiraled down. I cannot do this. Call I don't, your network. Yeah. <laughs> Reach out. don't have it in me. I'm <laughs> yeah. just, it's easier just to walk out. Yeah. And three, you just, you know, just start dusting off the resume and just hang in there until it, until it happens. Oh, man. Those aren't great options. No, they're not. But those are what the options are. Yeah. Those aren't great options. Go with number one. Yes. Dig. Start digging. Get the shovel. That's right. (laughs) Quick, quick, quick. What are you doing the rest of the day? Well, I got to go study. You got to study? study. Yeah, I got to go teach a class and I got to study for that class. Is that right? Yep. Well, what's the class about? Do you want to talk about it? It's all about change, 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 change. All right. You can sing that song. I like it. We haven't sung a song in some time. What are you going to do? I am, I've got to do some shopping. So I am part of a, a special organization in and around our community. And we have a big fundraiser coming up. And I'm thrilled about it. I'm ready to support. Well, I'm tell us about it. I'm excited about it. It is a local organization called Special Reach. And we support families with children with special needs. And we're thrilled. This is our first time that we're getting together. 
to fundraise for the organization. We're having a large gala where people are coming face to face. We didn't get to do it last year. So we took a hiatus with COVID. Yeah. But we're back together this year. And I've got to go do some shopping for our wine pool. And I'm also doing some special centerpieces for it. So I am excited. It's fast and furious coming down. We're four days away. Nice. And we have got a goal of $250,000. You can do it. I remember this event a few years ago prior to COVID. And that was a fun event. I got some nice wine out of that wine pool. (laughs) We have got over, I think, 89 bottles for our wine pool this year. So it's increased in number of bottles. We're just so thrilled to be able to do it in person, really. I mean, it's yeah. just going to be a lot of fun to see yeah, each well, other. I can't wait to get dressed up and go. Yep. I, I'm out. looking forward to it. Awesome. So, that's what I got going on. I got a little bit, a few things <laughs> that I'm trying to get done before this weekend. Last minute details. Yeah, that's exactly right. Awesome. Those of you who are listening, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We hope that you have liked listening to our perspective on signs that, you know what, You might have to have your box with all your things inside walk into your car for the very last time. (laughs) Clean up your tchotchkes. That's right. (laughs) Nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. But here are the signs we provided them. Hopefully it gives you some opportunity to reflect. Then don't forget to share this podcast with your leadership friends, your leadership circle. Don't forget to subscribe. That'll put us in your feed every week so you can come back again for an extra shot of leadership. 